Hello and welcome to another episode of Life Changes You. I'm Daniel. I hope you've had a great week. Hope you've had a great month. Hope everything's going really well for you. Uh, if you remember from the last couple of weeks, I've said that we're now um, we're being listened to all over the world, which is fantastic because my mission was to get people talking about mental health, positive psychology, interviews with really interesting and inspirational people that you probably hadn't heard about. And to give you ideas of, you know, better ways to run your life, uh, work in your life, um, and to just listen to normal people and what they're achieving and what they're doing. So today I've got a really interesting uh, guest with me. It's Stu, and Stu is in Singapore. I don't think I've spoken to anyone in Singapore before, uh, but he's created the Noisy Brain app. And so, first of all, Stu, how are you? I'm good, Daniel, and thanks for talking to me today. Thank you. Uh, look, it's my pleasure. It's, uh, it's, look, as I said, it's really good to find new and interesting people. And uh, you contacted me and told me about your app, and I think it's brilliant. I think the idea behind it is brilliant. So what about if you were to give us a bit of a rundown on what the Noisy Brain app is? Yeah, well, basically, there's various reasons why the Noisy Brain came up, and uh, I think we're going to that. Like in a in a little while, but um, basically we've been, we've designed an app with um, people with mental health, mental and emotional health issues in mind. I after one of the incidents that happened to me, I found myself writing a lot, and I would they were sort of really bad poems, or they were like anxiety ridden like rants, and I didn't really know where they were going, and. Uh, the noisy brain was designed to put the basically the words that you put on the page. If you if you there's a lot of words that harm you and like you know when they when they stay inside your head. And we then collaborate and work with musicians all around the world, different bands and singers, and they take or I like to call it adopt. A writing, and they create you know these nasty words that you know cause us lots of problems into beautiful songs. You know the songs can be in any kind of genre. You know it's up to the musician, like how he wants to interpret that piece of piece of writing. And sometimes we we also get the uh, contributing writers to actually collaborate. I, I team the writer and the musician up. Um, and they basically, I leave them to it. It's, it's their projects then. And they, they then go away and, they, you know, they, they keep in touch and they, the, the musician might ask for more information. And depending on the individual involved, it's up to how they want to be as collaborative as possible. And they're starting to come back with some amazing songs. I mean, it's, um, it's a beautiful process to be in. Um, you're working with creative people and, uh, you know, people that, you know, want to share their experiences with, um, with the rest of the world. And uh, it's, it's, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a celebration really um, of people with mental health, you know, creating things that, that, you know, something that's bad, but it becomes a positive thing. Um, so am I whole, getting you right in that 
someone with a mental illness could write down about their experience and how they feel about their mental illness. And then they would collaborate with a musician who would put music to their words and create a song. Yeah. I mean, it's also, it's basically a case of, you know, there's lots of different ways to people write, you know, um, some people present them or send them to us or post them directly onto the app. They, they, they're sometimes in like a, a loose poem form. Yeah. Sometimes they're just observational sort of like, you know, this happens like, and it's, it's, it's written, um, you know, from the heart, but, you know, the, the ones that are working a little bit better at the moment are ones that have sort of like had a little bit of, you know, they, there's, there's a little bit of a rhyme in them or something, you know, and yeah. the musicians pick up on it. But on occasions, it's, it's just, it can be, you know, it can be like a, you know, two or three lines out of somebody's text that a musician picks up on. And he then creates a song around those lines. So sometimes we get the whole poem, almost word for word, you know, that one, one recently was made, which I was blown away with because it was literally word for word and it sounded great. <laughs> um, but other times, you know, there's you know, a verse or a couple of verses of, the, of a poem that they, they, this, the musicians craft and, you know, go away and make the, the, their music. So yeah. it, 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 not, it doesn't necessarily need to be, you know, the whole poem. And also you don't have to be a great writer because... I mean, my, if you read some of my stuff, it's pretty poor. <laughs> but look, um, I think from what you're saying, you know, uh, I mean, I, I said to you before we started the interview that I find uh, in the counselling sphere that uh, a lot of people will be able to write down how they feel their emotions a lot easier than actually verbalising it. It's almost like they don't want to say how they're feeling. And so if you're writing it down and then someone is putting music to that, it's a great way of the person actually getting those feelings out on paper and then hearing it back in a tune. I guess, I guess it depends what the tune is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but, uh, but I mean, it's, I, I think, I mean, if I'm, I'm from a sort of like a little bit of a creative background, but I, I'm always open and I, also, I always love the fact that these uh, songs come back and you never thought that it could sound like that from yes. somebody's words. I've had actually had musicians, you know, they've adopted a, a writing or two and then they've come back to me kind of worried because they're saying, Stu, like, this is kind of upbeat. I've, I've, got, I've made this upbeat, joyful song out of the words that somebody's written, but you're... Your uh, idea is all about mental health and, uh, you know, mental and emotional health issues. It, I don't think it's right for it. And I said, why not? Like, yeah. it's an, a musical interpretation of a piece of writing. And off the top of my head, I can't come up with one. But, um, you know, if you, if you go through anybody's album collection or, you know, record collection, if you pick up a song, you don't know what that was originally written about. No, um, and look, I mean, I, I don't know if you remember the band The Smiths and Morrissey, yes. but if you think about some of his lyrics that he wrote to Johnny Marr's music, you know, the music was jangly, upbeat pop, and yet the words were so down and yes. depressing, but you actually felt uplifted by it because the music was so boppy. 
Yeah, and I think that's the beauty of, uh, you know, and the power of music and the power of words. I was writing something today about that and um, just sort of the fact that the words can just, well, everybody knows, but it's like, you know, they can conjure up so many emotions, but you don't have to, you don't have to be even able to, you know, read these things like you, you you just you're just blown away by the emotion that these fantastically talented musicians and writers yeah i i, I started off when we started uh, launching the the noisy brain um a few months ago i, I was calling the our contributors brave um because they're, they're sharing very personal things yeah and that's not for everybody you know some people have had some really bad experiences and I can understand that, you know, they might not want to, you know, they might not want to be open and put their name on it. But the thing about it is if they do open up and put that, it it helps so many other people down the line. Yeah. Just reading somebody else's story and relating to it just, you know, makes you feel that you're not alone and you're not experiencing this on your own. Yeah. And so these opportunities of, helping other people kind of like you doing your podcast and other people doing their bit, you know, getting things talked about, you know, you don't know how many people you're touching. Exactly. With those comments and those words. And I mean, the whole project, I'm sort of leaping about here a bit, but the whole project actually stemmed from my own personal experience of, um, I got myself into a, quite a nasty situation with depression and uh, like intrusive suicidal thoughts. I It all culminated in an incident which happened, which was sort of quite, not notorious, but it was, it was quite, a, it, it was got blown up quite a, out of proportion in yeah. Singapore, um, in the media and everything. And I hit rock bottom and, you know, I, I was getting sort of a lot of uh, threats and things and I was very afraid at the time. And I basically found myself, you know, on my own writing and I didn't know why I was writing and didn't know what I was writing. I was just this outpouring of emotions. There was a lot of things which were anxiety fueled rants and, you know, tension and, I went through all the emotions, you know, the love and the hate and everything. And I just kept writing and I was filling up notepads of, you know, probably absolute rubbish, to be honest. Like, But I started looking at them and thinking, maybe I can work with a few of these and try and craft them into bad poetry or slightly better bad poetry. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what I did for you know, a, a month or two, like just writing and writing. And so after this incident happened, I was seeing like a mentor and like a counseling. And one of the guys I was sort of like seeing for help, he was late to a meeting and he turned up and there was, he found me scribbling away in a, in a, in a coffee shop. And I, the first question he asked was, what are you writing? And I honestly didn't know. And I said, I, I haven't got a clue. And um, he said, well, you, you go and get my coffee and I'll, I'll take a read. And I was like, 
I almost didn't let go of the pad because I realized that I hadn't shown anybody the pad. Yeah. So nobody knew what was on the pad. And I actually didn't even know what was on the yeah. pad. Um, but when I came back, he was like, Stuart, can I take a photograph of these pages? Um, I was like, well, yeah, but why? And it turned out that he was actually into music and a musician. He liked to create music and make songs. And a couple of these pages had basically touched him and he, or he related to them. And he said, I'm just going to go away and try and make a song. And so after all the court cases went, I spent a little bit of time in prison. You know, it wasn't long, but it was long enough. And, uh, you know, I deserved it. I, I got away on holiday with my wife and I got sent a message by this guy and he said, oh, I've finished your song. And it was, I get, I get emotional all the time about it. But um, he sent me this finished song and I was just blown away. I won't say it was the best song in the world, um, but it meant so much because it was my words. Yeah, your thoughts. And um, it immediately, I just wanted to share that emotion emotional moment with other people, not my particular song, but the process. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's kind of what I've been working on um, for the last sort of year and a half is get this idea up so we can actually encourage other people to write, you know, encourage other people to write that have mental and emotional health issues. Yeah. Um, and then team them up with fantastic musicians which is, is happening, you know, like there's probably about 20, 25 songs being made around the world. Um, we've, got, we've got probably about uh, nine or 10 almost finished. Um, there's a few examples on the app uh, and on the websites. And it's sort of, it's gaining momentum all the time. But it's really that experience of hearing my words back that I wanted to give people the same opportunity to, it's got the potential to be an amazing vehicle to allow people to open up and talk. Yeah. Um, each of the songs, I mean, what, one of the big sort of, you know, dreams we had when we sort of started The Noisy Brain was to create an album full of, like, you know, 10, 15 songs. Yeah but then create potentially like a, you know, a documentary series because each of those songs has a different story. Definitely. Um, so you have a journey of a song in each track. And so we have the mental health issue, you know, whatever that might be. And people are writing about all sorts of things. As everybody knows, there's so many different mental health issues and names for different uh, yeah, symptoms. Yeah, yeah. We seem to go overboard in labelling everything, don't we, and putting it into a box. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of like, you know, the next step is once once we get sort of like uh, enough people on board making this music, which is happening now, as I said, we, we want to sort of take those songs and, you know, create awareness with those. And everybody that's coming on board seems to be sort of like 100% on board with us. I want, one thing I should say is that, that 
people can also um, supply their writings anonymously. Yeah, I was going to ask you that because some people, even though it would be a really good therapeutic process to go through, I would imagine there would be some people who would be thinking, look, I want this done, but I actually don't want my name on it. You know, I don't want people to hear that. And I think we're still in that stage all around the world where people still don't feel comfortable. A lot of people still don't feel comfortable about talking about what mental health issues they have because we still have that stigma, which hopefully we're breaking down those barriers slowly. And that's what I liked about your app is this is a way of people hearing it back and feeling more comfortable with talking about their mental health issues. Yeah, I I, mean, I think I'm, I, mean, I never describe it very well, but I think it's it, for me, it's a celebration of what can come out of a um, bad situation. You know, um, we get something positive out of this. You know, my, my whole situation was it was it wasn't the end of the world. I mean, um, you know, it could have been a lot worse and I could have. You know, things could have happened to me a lot worse. And what I would like to actually just emphasise is the fact that, you know, because we talk about mental health and a lot of people say, oh, so-and-so has got this or, you know, did you hear about so-and-so who's got that? And you never really hear what the person's gone from, from when they're diagnosed to where they've got to in the future. And what I like about you is you've spoken openly about you had depression, you had suicidal thoughts, and yet here you are now doing the noisy brain app you're talking openly about the issues you faced and so this is a positive spin and for anyone listening who does have a mental health issue i don't like to say an illness because i don't see them as illnesses there are some amazing people on the planet who have adhd have autism different uh, variations of it who are incredible people and there are other people who find it really hard to cope each day but I don't like using the word normal, but I would think that you'd find across the board, everybody has days where they just don't want to do stuff. So I think when we normalise that and don't say, well, that person couldn't go to work because they've got bipolar, you know, well, maybe I can't go to work tomorrow because I just don't feel like going to work, you know. So we need to make it more equal that we are all equal. You know, your mental health issue is not any worse than me having my fibromyalgia. Well, that, that, that's, that's, that's exactly it. It's, it's, you know, I know, I know this gets compared a lot, but, you know, your physical health, if, you know, somebody has a, a visible injury, yes. everybody takes care of them. Yeah. And for me, you know, I went two years before the incident happened of not sharing my internal injury. Yeah. yeah. Um, which led to lots of trouble. And as I said, it could have been worse. But do you think that was, if you don't mind me asking, do you think that was because you were unaware that you felt like that or were you aware that you felt like that, but you didn't actually want to reach out to someone? Yeah, my, my problem was that I knew it was happening. I yeah. actually... I'd have experienced it before. I, you know, I'm almost 50 now. And uh, when I was 25, I think I had my first major like breakdown and ended up in counseling my, my workplace at that time, which was pretty good for 25 years ago. Yeah. Uh, immediately got me counseling. And, you know, they subsidized that for 
a good six months or so. Uh, but during that time, I ended up on uh, Prozac and, you know, you know, uh, which I don't know, it might work for some people, but I didn't feel it did much to me. Yeah. But um, I, yeah, I, for, for the two years, I was basically keeping it to myself. Yeah. I was manufacturing drinking opportunities. Okay, yeah. Um, and you're not the only person to say this. Lots of people who have mental health issues, who don't have mental health issues, rely on either alcohol or substances to help them manage how they feel. And it could be that their mood is too elevated, so they take something or alcohol to bring it down, or their mood is down, so they take something to bring them up, or they just want to have a bit of a, you know, feel a bit better about themselves. So, you know, you speaking about it is you should feel proud that you then realised you did have an issue. Because as you said before, you went to AA and that's brilliant. Yeah, I tried lots of things, but I think what the reason, the main thing was that was I needed to tell somebody about the depression. I needed to sort of, I needed to, you know, there's the campaigns all around the world saying, yeah, it's, it's good to talk and, you know, um, it's everything that I didn't do. I, I kept it from my family, my friends, my wife. And, you know, I really regret that. And so, you know, you know, going into the noisy brain and like if that potentially has the opportunity to somebody say, yeah, I felt like that and admit it to somebody else and then get that conversation going, you know, we're playing our sort of part. I mean, it's only, we're not sort of saying this is going to ever be a, a cure, but it's another outlet that people may not have thought about, you know, you don't, you don't necessarily have to be a creative person to write about your feelings. And so that's the beauty of the, the noisy brain is, um, you know, you can write about however you're feeling or what you've experienced or people far more talented than I will ever be will be able to make a song out of that or some music out of it. And, and you know, it's things just sounds better with music. <laughs> and look, what I really like about this is it is another avenue, especially if you're a younger person who is having some mental health issues, to find something like the noisy brain where you could send in your lyrics anonymously or with your name on it and get some music back. It's also just that interaction with you or your group of people that can be a catalyst for change for them to feel like they can reach out. And the music is something that, you know, younger people, I would say more younger men would really go, actually, I like playing my guitar. Let's see what these guys can do with it. The guys might put together a, a track and then this guy add his guitar to it. But it's giving a new outlet, which isn't available out there. And some people would rather, as I said before, write down their feelings um, and then to have someone work on it and produce something that they can then listen to, you know, that encourages them to then go, well, actually, that didn't turn out too bad. I better speak about more of my issues. And they might go to a counsellor, mental health person, or come back to you with another song. But it's giving them the opportunity to embrace how they feel and not feel isolated. I mean, this is the thing. It's like we, we have people that um, send in the one song, um, you know, and I always say that, you know, I can't guarantee that everything's going to get made. We, we, we're creating like a library of, of songs uh, that musicians can then dip into and like, you know, I don't know how we're going to categorise these, these songs at the moment. 
But um, uh, and then we have other people that they just go absolutely nuts, and I get sort of you know twenty in one go, and then they say, "Oh, but I've got I've got some more. I'm working on that." <laughs> like, I'd say it, that is great. Um, and the, the, going back to you saying about how people receive the music, we had we I've been lucky enough to be able to present well I, I what I do is I arrange like a, a call like this and I um I get the musician that's involved and the contributing writer obviously uh, if they're, they're both agreeable you know some people aren't as we just discussed but yeah some people don't want to go into too much more detail with what they've already shared which is fine where it's not all very understandable but the beautiful part of like being able to introduce the musician and the contributing writer is sometimes they go off and collaborate on further projects. And they also, you know, when they come, you know, I've had ones where the musicians just created the song without the contributing writer knowing. And then I've asked if they want to sort of like meet each other before they play the song. Yeah. And then, you know, unfortunately, I'm filming it like uh, on these kind of, you know, on the computer screens. But it's a beautiful moment to just watch that person's reaction yeah. to hearing, to, you know, the same reaction that I had. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they, they're just blown away. For, uh, you know, they, they're hearing their, their thoughts in, in a song. And, yeah. you know, the, it's, an, it's an emotional moment. I, I've actually got a few... Um, of these kind of reveals, um, which I haven't posted yet for various circumstances. But when I'm able to post them, uh, they're, they're just beautiful to watch because the interaction between the musician and the, the writer, there's like a little bit of a bond. They've sort of, you know, the musician kind of almost feels he knows that person just for making that piece of music. Yeah, yeah. It, doesn't, it doesn't necessarily have to be as deep and meaningful as that. <laughs> you know, sometimes, you know, uh, the musicians go ahead and they release. I had one a couple of weekends ago that a uh, Ukrainian musician and uh, two Ukrainians uh, basically made a song together um, from a British guy's uh, writing. And uh, they the musicians got too excited and just went away and released it. They've released it. And it's like, <laughs> they've, they've, which is fine. It's, it's nothing to do with me. Like yeah. I, all we ask is that we can use that music for, you know, to show the process. You know? And was the writer happy that it was released? Yeah. He, he, he loves it. He was blown away that um, they'd literally made a song about nothing. Right. It, the, the actual song was called nothing. And it was, um, Another, a, a, we had this conversation about he, the writer, he just found himself down a little bit of a wormhole of thinking, what is nothing? And then he found he couldn't sleep for nights because he was thinking, what, what is nothing? Yeah. And he wrote, he wrote this song about it. And then the guys picked it up and they, they created the song. And, you know, the next piece of music will, It'd be a different genre. You know, we, we've not got any control over the genres. Um, I had, I've been talking to another, um, uh, another sort of uh, Instagram group. I don't think they have a podcast, but they're called Heavy Metal Therapy. Right. And 
I chatted to her and she said, oh, but all the file members will want their music in heavy metal. And I said, I can't guarantee that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think for, for me, that's the beauty of, well, one of the beauties of the whole process is you don't know what it's going to sound like at the end. And, um, it, and it, almost, it almost doesn't matter what it sounds like. Yep. It, it, it's the fact that the process is, you know, is out into the, you know, in, out into the ether, you know, and it can change. I think, you know, something that I was talking to a friend of mine recently about the noisy brain is I think it's like a, it's, it, 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 you know, if I'm sitting here this time next year and it's still the noisy brain, obviously I'll be happy that it's still going. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I wouldn't be surprised if it, you know, morphs into something else because, that's what happens with like creative ideas. Like they get built upon and they only get better. So this is the start. I mean, hopefully, you know, it's a, it's a good start and it's an exciting start, but it's, it's, it's not the end, you know, it's, it, it, I, I want it to go, uh, you know, bigger and better things. I can see a lot of potential in, you know, us getting a lot more stories out and creating sort of a lot more um, films and I'd like to you know get um, music directors involved and things you know they can do the sort of uh, the interpretation of the song you know and it's like it's it just grows I mean you know there's no reason why some of these songs can't be sorry some of these writings can be paintings they can be uh, they should could be short plays. They could be anything. Um, yeah. I, I stuck with songs for the time being. <laughs> well, you can always expand, can't you? But at the moment you want to focus on getting those people in to write the music and to, and to put their words to songs. I mean, maybe it can be uh, the noisy theatre or the noisy picture. Yeah, that's it. I mean, when, when we first started, that was the, you know, that was the thing is like you know well, this could this doesn't have to be songs um but because it was born as a song i wanted to launch it as a song and see where it goes from there but it's hard enough doing it as, as songs <laughs> well look i mean that's the good thing about it though isn't it is because when people hear about the noisy brain app and they go well what's that it's actually born out of what happened to you and so there's a good connection for people to go, well, actually, yeah, I'd like to be involved in that. Or I've got a friend who wants to have their their writings put to music. I mean, some of the best musicians in the world must, I mean, I reckon Morrissey and Ma from the Smiths. I, I watched a, a film about Morrissey before the Smiths happened. And basically he was sitting in his room writing all these poems and stuff. And then he met Johnny Ma and they started putting it to, to music. And there's nothing to say that one of these people that comes to you with a noisy app, and now I'm saying this, I'm imagining you, you know, the noisy app X, X Factor. Well, that, <laughs> People that, coming on and, you know, sharing their thoughts. And therapy works in so many different ways. And this is such a unique way and a great way, I think, for younger people and older people, but I think for younger people who like music, it's a great way for them to express how they're feeling and for it to be put into something that they can go, wow, I actually contributed to that. And that was how I was feeling on that day. And it doesn't necessarily mean that they have to, it could be that they went through a short bout of depression or anxiety and now they've come through it, but they still want to put this together. There's so many reasons why this should work. 
Yeah, I mean, we we also we also asked the question about you know, do I have to have suffered from um, mental like health issues for like um, to actually contribute? And I think we'd like to sort of keep it that people have had mental health experiences. So we've had a couple of care workers ask if they can share their experience, and you know, and isn't. You know, obviously they're not naming people and they're not shaming people, but there is their observations of how they see somebody coping. And I think that's also very, very relevant, you know, and it can be family members, you know, family members that, you know, I've got so much um, respect for anybody, like it doesn't have to be a family member, but anybody that's sort of like um, helping and caring for, 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 for people well, for people like me, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, um, you know, I, 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 I didn't have it half as bad as a lot of people have. And that is another reason why I wanted to set this up is to create a community, um, a community that helps each other. It's a, it's a community spirit that, you know, we haven't got the answers for everything, but, you know, somebody will give a piece of advice sometime and, or, you know, they might make a comment about how their day was and then the conversation goes. But what I, what I realised with what happened to my own sort of uh, incident like a few years ago was that after it happened and I was surrounded by the, the bubble of care and affection that I thought was not available, one of my immediate thoughts was, what would I have uh, done if I was on my own? Yeah. And so the actual, the actual sort of basis of creating a community is that people can come into it. They can share their stuff. They can tell somebody how bad their day is like going. But what we what, what we try to do is try to encourage positivity and like try and you know, you know, obviously people have all got their problems. So they're on the occasions like people sort of you know post the wrong things and like you know I have to sort of uh, police it a little bit, but. It's another reason why the community was built was so it could be policed um, because I, I'm, I'm also not a fan of social media. Like after what happened to me, no, no, no. Um, it, it was, it, it has its bad points, but I want to be positive about this. And I want, I want the community to be positive. And, you know, so far, you know, a, a massive majority are, well behind the idea and very positive about it and um i should end up on a up rather than a down <laughs> but it, but it's uh it's it is growing like uh you know it's gradually gaining momentum and it's it's it is growing and you know everybody's invited to, that has a story to tell it's um it's something that i hope helps other people further down the line you know and even if it is just i have I didn't think about writing. You know, try it. It's, you know, it doesn't work for everybody. Yeah, you know, yeah. But it, but it kind of, it, it worked, it worked, or it's working for me. <laughs> I, 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 still, I still write all the time. Um, and I revisit old writings, you know, some nasty stuff of when I was really, really, really low. Um, and I revisit those pieces and tweak them and, you know, gradually something's going to come up. I, I posted something uh, which I think was Johnny Cash, actually. 
yeah, he says he starts a lot more songs than I finish, but I don't throw them away. I store them until they're ready, which I thought was really nice because you don't have to write and release straight away. It's like it manifests and then there's a, a moment when it is right to, you know, rewrite it and tweak it and then hopefully submit it to the noisy brain. But well, uh, look, I mean, I know a know. lot of artists who paint or sculptures, uh, sculptors and um, uh, ceramicists, you know, they'll start on a piece of work and it might take them years to complete it. So it's not that it needs to be rushed through. Any time is a good time. And as you say, you can put it aside and come back to it and revisit it and see what you need to tweak in it. I just definitely recommend people to sort of try writing. And if you want, you know, I'm happy to talk through how the noisy brain works. Or if you want, just download the app. And um, So where can they download the app? Is it just Apple? It's on Apple and uh, the Android Google Play uh, Store. Play and yeah, it's it's on. I think it's on those two. And uh, whereabouts can they find you on Instagram? Uh, th- that's at the Noisy Brainer because somebody like was nasty. Or had the Noisy, noisy brain. brain in front of us. Yes, ah, that's okay. And what's your website? Uh, that's uh, thenoisybrain.com. Dot com. And so people can email you there. They can find out how to upload their music to, not their music, their uh, uh, scripts or writings to you. I I always call them writings because I I can't, I can't bring myself to call them lyrics until they're actually in a song. So it's like I'm calling them writings constantly, and I'm thinking there must be another word that's better than writings. Well, look, I mean, it's writings, isn't it? They then turn into lyrics. They might turn into a poem. That You know, who knows what they'll turn into. Most but, of mine go in the bin. <laughs> well, there's another option. <laughs> so, but you just said before, you should put them away and go back and work on them. So exactly. don't throw them in the bin. They might be worth something to you in a few years' time. Exactly. exactly. Well, look, Stu, it's been really good finding out about the noisy brain. It's been great talking to you. Thanks for being so open and honest about what you've spoken about. Um, I hope people get behind you with the noisy app and I'm sure one, uh, the noisy brain app. And I'm sure when people hear this, it gives them an opportunity to go and look at the app and see what it's about. And I guess there's, there's examples on there that people can listen to and see where you're going with it. And look, I'm, I'm sure that this is something that will be big because it's a new outlet for people to get in contact with someone with and be able to uh, express their emotions in a different way to the current way, which is usually sitting in a therapist's office or talking to a school counsellor, those sort of things. And that's what we need. We need a variety of different places that people can go and work through whatever issues they're having without necessarily having to be face-to-face with a therapist. That's exactly it. I mean, it's, it's, it's a, it is a beautiful thing to be part of, like, you know, these kind of conversations that we're having today, um, those conversations, you know, happening all the time with, you know, teaming up people on the noisy brain, you know, musicians are finding out about, you know, mental health issues. They're, they're asking questions and then they're going away and writing and performing songs, you know, in the local pub or whatever. And, you know, it's, it's just an organic process. I mean, it just needs... The more people that get involved, the better it can be. And um, and I, I guess with the musicians that are writing, I mean, even if they don't have any mental health issues, 
by doing this and working through this process, then they're going on and speaking to their families, friends and saying, hey, this guy had bipolar and I've just helped him write a song. And, you know, I really learned about bipolar, which I didn't know about before. So it's actually educating the people on, well, on all sides, because that's what we need is a lot more education to realise that people with a mental health issue are no, nothing to worry about. They're people that just need a bit of compassion. That's right. It's, it's opening up another avenue of conversation, which is just important. Like, and I, I just don't want people to ever feel as trapped and lonely as I was at that particular time. And, you know, just, you know, seeing people interact with, you know, new, they become new friends. Though. You know, they almost become like, partners later for a few months when they're working on this you know sort of um and as i say i leave them to it and uh, I, I love being surprised at the end of it by whatever they create you know so it's 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 a great process and i i think it's just um an opportunity to open the conversation up and uh, it's 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 doing something i'm not too sure exactly look where, it's where doing something and as i said to you before when you went through those issues years ago with your depression and you came out of it. And this is what I like is that this is the success story at the end. And that's what people with a mental health issue need to realize is it's not all doom and gloom. It's not, I'm going to be stuck like this for the rest of my life. It you're showing people that you can move forward from it. You can create new things and they don't have to create a new noisy brain app, but there are opportunities and we're all learning and we're all exploring how people can live better lives. So from what you're saying, it's brilliant because it shows people that, look, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. I can be really bad and then come back up and go, wow, this is what I've achieved. So you're giving people a great sense of achievement and accomplishment and where they can be. Thank you. It's, 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 it's very kind words, but there's a long way to go. And, uh, you know, it's, as, as it doesn't as, matter. Look where you are now to where you were. Yeah, And no, that's not saying that, you know, you've only come halfway. You've achieved a mountain of new things by just putting this together and giving people an opportunity to speak. I mean, anyone who does anything for mental health to me is, I don't even know the word, but anything that gets mental health out there and anyone that helps to assist people to deal with their mental health, it's all brilliant because that's what we need to do. It needs to be new conversations, new apps, new skills, new opportunities. Yeah, I mean, I, I've been lucky because, I mean, I, I have to thank my wife like, really for giving me the opportunity to concentrate my time on this because she knows that I needed to change my routine uh, and concentrate on something new. And I think, uh, you know, that's another conversation we can have another time, but changing, changing your routine, if you've got the opportunity to, is a major, major plus. Like, um, you know, so... Well, yeah. look, that's why I called the podcast Life Changes You because we have changes through our life, lives and you are, you're a perfect person of Life Changes You. You went through something, you came out the other end, you've now seen new opportunities, you've now created new things. Life changes you. It does. It changes you constantly and sometimes bad, sometimes good, but you are showing that through those changes you made something new come to life. I thank you for you know, wrapping this whole thing up nicely. You neatly got back into life changes. You. <laughs> I know. Look, that's the first time I've ever been able to, or even thought about bringing life changes you into it, but you just encompass what 
the podcast was about is about how things change, how we grow, how we stay positive, how we, you know, regain our footing, you know, and, and you really show that. I was thinking you must do this every end of episode because it was seamless. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Look, um, uh, as I said to you at the beginning or before we started, my mum had said to me, do you ever get nervous? Do you know what you're going to say? And I said, mum, look, I've been around mental health disability for so many years now that it's natural. I, I know what I need to say. I know what questions to ask because I listen to you. I'm listening to what you're saying and I'm realising what you, your changes can do for the community. Um, that's why I had you on here. You know, I, I try and take everybody on, but there's obviously some people that write to me and I just say, look, I don't think what you're doing is actually going to help people or change lives or change your life or and that's not the it's just I need to have people on who have got something that is positive that can help people change well I'll keep trying no you don't need to you're doing it you're doing it all right well thank you Stu for coming on it's been brilliant thanks to talk so to much you. Daniel good luck with everything and look uh, I'm sure that there'll be a time down the track where we'll need to touch base again it might be when you've got your millionth person that you've just written a song for or you've well, taken on well, Simon well. Cowell <laughs> Uh, I, I need to uh, put oh. my trousers up a bit higher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, thank you, Stu. It's been brilliant. Thank you so much, Daniel. Bye-bye. Well, that was another episode of Life Changes You. If you want to contact us, we're available on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we also have a website, lifechangesyou.com.au. So until next time, take care of each other, and thanks for listening. <laughs>